Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And we're going to go ahead and continue with our lessons in Christ. And last, our last lesson we were looking at, we were still looking at the passage in Ephesians, which we will continue to do during this class. We're also going to look at uh, some other passages as well, one in 1 John, and a passage in Luke that you all are very familiar with. And I'll just be reading some, some uh, dictionaries, some lexicons, some commentaries, and I'll be making my own comments throughout the class. <clears throat> uh, our principal verse, I do want to go ahead and read it. It's John chapter 14, verse 20. And we've been looking at the, the word, the Greek word, N, Strong's number 1722. And... Currently, we're looking at, specifically, where we find en Christ, en Cristo. And um, so, with John chapter 14, verse 20, because the word en is found about four times, one, two, three, four, four times, and it's all in relation to our relationship. And not only that, but it's in relation... To knowing. To knowing. Okay? So, John chapter 14, verse 20. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Okay? So, Jesus says, in that day. And uh, I know I've shared this several times, and I'll just go ahead and share it just once again, just during this lesson. For one, the day, the eternal day, is Christ himself. Above, brothers and sisters. Below is night, it's darkness. Above is the eternal day. The eternal day, who is Christ himself. So, in that day, you will know I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. And just real quick, I want to look at uh, the Strong's definition for the term N. Once again, Strong's number 1722. A primary preposition denoting fixed position. And once again, I insert the word condition. Because to me, it's more than a positional thing. It is a condition. All right? Uh, fixed, my word, condition in place, time, or state. And by implication, instrumentality, medially or constructively, that is a relation of rest, intermediate between Strong's number 1519 and Strong's number 1537. So Strong's number 1519 is ice, or ace, a primary preposition, to or into, indicating the point reached or entered. Having been reached, having been entered. The other term, Strong's number 1537, is ek or x, a primary preposition denoting origin, the point whence action or motion proceeds from whence. Okay, so now <clears throat> looking at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 
I'll just go ahead and read it. And for this for this class, what I really wanted us to look at, and I've been wanting us to look at this for uh, several lessons, is the word sons and children. And let me look at this just real quick. Give me just a second. Oh, I'm already there. Verse 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. The King James just has children for both of these terms. I'm looking at the New King James, and the New King James has sons and children. It actually has it separated according to the um, to the Greek words. So I'll go ahead and read it. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And you he made alive who were, times past, dead in trespasses and sins in which, there's our term, in, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons, and that's one of the words we want to look at. It's a huios, Strong's number 5207, in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in, there's our term again, the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children. That's our other term that I want us to look at, tekna. Strong's number 5043, children of wrath, just as the others, but God. And here's the infamous, not but, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us, in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved and, and uh, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. <clears throat> okay. The Apostle Paul is declaring reality as he sees reality to, reality to be in the face of Jesus Christ himself. And he says, he says this right here, uh, that he might show in the ages to come, to show that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Okay? And before that, we read, uh, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love wherewith he loved us, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up. Okay, important word, raised up together 
and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right? And one of the things that uh, I was thinking about and that I mentioned during the Berea class was um, concerning Joseph. And I, I can't remember if we've mentioned Joseph during these lessons before or not, but Joseph is a very beautiful testimony of Christ from beginning to end. I mean, from, from him coming unto his own, uh, his own receiving him not, rejecting him, bringing him to death, bringing him to the burial, and then he coming forth in victory and in resurrection. I mean, from beginning to end, a beautiful testimony of Christ. And one of the things that I wanted to mention about Joseph is this. During, <clears throat> during the time when Joseph was in Egypt, he was lord of the land, okay? Conquered death, hell, and the grave. He is lord both of the living and the dead. And having the keys of Hades, of hell. <laughs> so here's Joseph, and there's a famine in the land, and there's a famine pretty much in the whole entire world except where Joseph is found. So apart from Joseph, there is famine, there is lack, there is want, there is need. But with Joseph, there is abundance, super abundance. Listen, more than enough. And so <clears throat> uh, Israel, Jacob, and the other patriarchs at the time during the famine, they are in want, they are in need, they are in lack, they are in lack. They come to Joseph. And in coming to Joseph, there is no famine, no lack, no want, no need. And here's the thing, brothers and sisters. If we who are born again at any time, at any moment, believe or begin to think that there is something lacking, something needing, is because our hearts are not beholding our life who has no lack, who has no need. Our life who is Christ himself, abundance of life himself. This is what Jesus said. Uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and in abundance. The abundant life is Christ himself. It's not something we do or we... It's not we, brothers and sisters. It is Christ himself. Yes, and he is our life. If not, we would not be born again. Okay? <clears throat> so there is no lack where Joseph is found. There is no lack where Christ is. Okay, so now... Now, because we read John chapter 14, verse 20, Jesus says, In that day you will know, K-N-O-W, that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. 
This is reality at the moment of new birth. Now that the heart may come in knowledge by the work of the Holy Spirit from the knowledge of man below, which is complete ignorance and darkness, unto the knowledge of God above, who is Christ himself, the eternal day, the light of the creation of God. There is no lack where Christ is present. And when our hearts, by the work of the Holy Spirit, are directed and brought by the Holy Spirit unto where our soul has already been brought in reality, then we behold abundance, who is Christ himself. You cannot find lack in his face, brothers and sisters, you will find lack, you will find, find want, you will find need in the face of humanity, but not in the face of Christ. Okay, <clears throat> so let's look. We looked at the term ion, which is different than cosmos, cosmos. Uh, just a quick, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, just a quick definition from the Complete Word Study Dictionary of the New Testament, just to kind of distinguish the both. Uh, uh, ion, Star Wars 165, Ion is age referring to an age or time in contrast to cosmos, Star Wars number 2889, referring to people or space. And both those words are in that passage in Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> well, I'll go ahead and read another definition for cosmos. <laughs> this is the New International Dictionary of New Testament Theology, the abridged edition. Uh, the noun cosmos denotes originally building, this is classical, uh, originally building and construction, but more especially order both generally and specifically, that is, battle array, the regulation of life in human society, the Constitution. It could also mean uh, ornament and adornment, especially of women. In Greek philosophy, cosmos came to be the basic term for the world order, the world system, the cosmos, the universe, and also the inhabitants of the earth, humanity. So just to read that definition. Okay. Now looking at our terms that I was talking about concerning the term child and sons, technia and huios. This is first John chapter three verses one through six. And remember how we read uh, in John chapter 14, verse 20, where this is Jesus speaking. And he's saying this, he's speaking to his disciples. And he's saying this. Is he speaking to his disciples uh, in the time when they would be born again? For the time that they would be born again, because they weren't born again at that moment. Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. But he's speaking reality. Okay, nonetheless. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And I've said it several times that our heart 
Our heart will, will always be either submitted to one or the other, to the knowledge, to the mind of man, or our heart will be submitted to the knowledge, to the mind, the eternal mind of God, Christ himself, one or the other. It, it'll never be both. We, we cannot have two masters, brothers and sisters. We'll have one or the other. Okay, now listen, us who are born again, we who are born again, in reality, Christ is Lord. His kingdom has come. Because the king is present. Now, whether we acknowledge the king who is present does not does not negate, does not change the fact, does not change the reality that the king is present, okay? This is where knowledge comes in. In that day, you will know. All right, so 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Behold, what manner of love, and this is uh, the apostle John who was considered uh, the in his gospel having the heavenly gospel uh, symbolized by an eagle who had the heavenly view, the eternal view. Okay. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed, has bestowed on us that we should be called the children. Translated correctly, technia or techna. Stars number 5043, the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him, our life, Christ. And I will go so far as to say this, and brothers and sisters, we do not know us because we do not know Christ who is our life either. But the Spirit of God works preparing the ground of our heart to direct the full attention of our heart and place it upon Christ himself, who is the life of the believer, who is the life of the church. Going on. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Verse 2. Beloved, I love this, now. Speaking to those who are born again, now. I love the word beloved. Not, this, this is one, this is an apostle who has seen the truth, who has seen reality, who is walking in the light even as Jesus is in the light. Who knows the truth. Beloved, now we are children of God. Now we are techna of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know, this is what we know, and I love this, we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him because it'll be his life. Because it will, when he is revealed, brothers and sisters, the automatic confession will be, listen, not I, but Christ. We shall be like him. For we shall see him, Christ, who is our life, as he is. Not as we have imagined, not our concept, not what we have thought, 
but we will actually see him with the eyes of the heart, the eye of the understanding, um, the eyes of the soul, as he is. Of course, this is by a miracle of God, brothers and sisters, by the work of the Holy Spirit. And everyone who has this hope in him, in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And it goes on, whoever uh, commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sin, and in him, here's our word, in, in him, there is no sin. Whoever abides, and that I will say, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever heart is abiding where their life is found, where their soul has been brought, remember, that's reality. But what is our heart directed unto? Whoever abides in him does not sin. Why? Why does this one not sin whose heart is directed abiding in him? Because they are beholding their life in whom there is no sin. Their life who does not sin. And just real quick, you can look up the word sin. It is basically missing the mark. Not hitting the goal. It doesn't matter whether it be, uh, in, in our mind, considered good or evil. It's just not hitting the mark. The mark set forth Christ himself. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul said it this way, but I press toward the mark, the above invitation of God in Christ Jesus. Right? Uh, it goes on, whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. I love that. It's a scene of him and it is a knowing of him. So, with our terms from Ephesians chapter 2, this is uh, Strong's Greek Dictionary of the New Testament for the word son. Uh, huios. 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 Strong's number 5207. Apparently a primary word, a son, an actual son. Uh, this is Vine's complete expository dictionary of New Testament words for the same word son. Strong's number 5207. Huios. Huios. I think that's what it is. Primar primarily signifies the relation of offspring, offspring to parent. And then it says, uh, it is often used metaphorically of prominent moral char characteristics. And then see below. So, I'm going to see below where it says right here. The Apostle John does not use huios, son, okay? He does not use huios, he does not use son of the believer, concerning the believer. He reserves that title for the Lord, for Christ, for the one son, okay? But he does, John does use technon, child. 
as in his gospel. And that's what we just looked at. See, John's very specific, very specific. He's basically saying this, uh, there is one son. I mean, it's, it's almost like the same words as the Apostle Paul. There is one faith, one hope, one baptism, one father, one son, one spirit, one, one, one life, one, one, one righteousness, one, 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 one. And his name is Jesus. Right here, the Apostle John is saying this, brothers and sisters, we are all children. There is one son. We are all children of God by birth. We didn't do this, not by the will of man, nor by flesh and blood, nor the will of man, nor the ability of man, but of God, but of God. Being born again of incorruptible seed of God. We are all children of God. And now here, here's the distinction, or I can't say the distinction. Um, Here is the in that day that Jesus spoke of. So long as our heart, us who are born again, so long as our heart is directed unto, well, really what it is, our heart is either directed to our face, the face of humanity, or our heart is directed unto the face of Christ who is our life. One or the other. One or the other. Our heart is either directed unto the temporal or unto the eternal. Our heart is either directed below or above. Okay? As long as our heart is directed unto something, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, other than Christ himself, then our heart is submitted unto the knowledge, the mind of a child. Now, this does not change our relationship with God because Christ is our relationship with God. Remember, Jesus said, in that day you will know. You will know reality. You will know what has already taken place for you at the moment of new birth. In that day you will know, I am in my Father. You are in me and I am in you. That is reality. That doesn't change. The Spirit of the Lord brings us unto Christ, brings our heart, directs our hearts to respond unto the voice of the living God. Jesus himself, Christ, the eternal life, appears in our soul. We are now born again. We now have life. The very same moment, it happens in an instant. Listen, it happens in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye very same moment, our soul is now found in life, in eternal life, in salvation, in resurrection, in glory, in Christ himself. Our heart, on the other hand, our heart, it's like, uh, oh, like David. David was king in the land before the land recognized him as king. Christ is king. He rules, reigns, and governs in our soul regardless of whether we recognize him or not. Okay? But when the heart, by the work of the Holy Spirit, does indeed turn unto the Lord, 
then our heart is no longer submitted unto the knowledge, unto the mind of a child, but our heart is submitted unto the knowledge, the mind, the wisdom, the understanding of the Son, singular. And we can declare, and we will declare, it is not I, but Christ. The Apostle Paul said it this way. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I, I thought as a child, I, did, I acted as a child. But when the man appeared, I saw that the child was put away. The man alone remains. The man alone remains. The son alone remains. So now he can confess, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Not I, but Christ. All right. So here's John speaking to a, a church, speaking to believers, declaring, look, you are children of God. I mean, look, look, verse one, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed on us. What manner of love is this? That we should be called Tekna, children of God. It's like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Well, it didn't happen by our ability, but by the ability of another. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him, beloved, now. Verse 2, beloved, now we are children, Tekna, of God. Regardless of what you think, regardless of what you believe, based upon the Spirit of the Lord causing your heart and soul to believe the truth, respond to the truth, respond to the voice, you received everything your soul was created to receive at the moment of new birth. Reality. Now, brothers and sisters, that our hearts may come in knowledge by the work of the Holy Spirit unto where God himself has brought our soul in reality, the moment of new birth. At that day, you will know, I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. All right, going on. <clears throat> This is, uh, now that, that was, those were some definitions for the, the term huios, huios, stars number 5207. Now this is uh, children, tekna or teknon, uh, stars number 5043. This is Vine's uh, dictionary, Vine's expository dictionary. Teknon, a child akin to dikto, to beget, bear, is, is used in both the natural and the figurative senses. senses. It contrasts, or in contrast to huios, son. See below. All right, it goes on. It gives prominence, this word teknon, it gives prominence to the fact of birth, whereas huios stresses the dignity and character 
of the relationship. Here is reality, and then here is knowing the relationship. The relationship established at the moment of new birth, reality, and now there's knowing this relationship. I love the way Vine says this, whereas huios stresses the dignity and character of the relationship. See, as Deknon, as a child, as a child of God, this, this is, we, we cannot add to this, we cannot take away from it, we cannot change it. You, you can't change this. I, I love this. Um, I, I, did a, um, I did a class looking at, I'm, I'm doing a class looking at Abram, and I, I'm looking at where Abram's name is changed from Abram to Abraham, and it's all in context of the seed of the covenant, of the inheritance, of the true seed, okay? And what, what the Lord tells El Shaddai, the Lord El Shaddai, God El Shaddai, the Almighty, tells Abram, Abraham, he says basically this, and and this is going to be a token, a sign of the covenant that I establish, that I establish with you. He said, you're going to circumcise your flesh, basically. Circumcise the foreskin of your flesh. And I was thinking about that because this is an eternal, a perpetual covenant that the Lord himself establishes. Unchanging. Cannot be changed. A covenant, basically, that gave inheritance unto the Son, the true heir, the true seed, to receive his inheritance. Can you see it? Jesus receiving the inheritance of our soul. Okay? The covenant. Now the sign, I love this, the sign of the covenant that God says will be the sign of the covenant is circumcision of the foreskin, of the flesh. The sign of an eternal covenant is circumcision of the foreskin of the flesh. Now, brothers and sisters, for one who is circumcised, there's a continual reminder that they are circumcised. There is nothing they can do to then be uncircumcised. Impossible. Do you see how great this work of God is? El Shaddai, all-powerful, almighty. Remember what Jesus said, with man it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. And that was with the rich young ruler who came to Jesus, asking him what he had to do to inherit, listen, listen to the words, inherit eternal life. Well, Inherit implies inheritance, and inheritance is given, typically the norm, inheritance is given unto one who is born in a particular household. And not only that, but one has to be born and one has to die. Brothers and sisters, we have been born again because of the death 
of our Lord. And we have received an eternal inheritance who is the Lord himself. He is our inheritance, our exceeding great reward. As the Lord told Abram, I am thy shield, thy exceeding great reward. This happens, all, all this, brothers and sisters, comes at the moment of new birth. Tekna, teknon. I love it. I'll read, I'll read Vine's uh, definition again. A child, to beget, bear, is used in both the natural and figurative senses. In contrast to Huyos, son, it gives prominence to the fact of birth. Tekna, teknon. Gives prominence to the fact of birth. Everything is because of birth. Everything is because of the seed. Being born of incorruptible seed. See, now once again, we were born of the seed of the flesh. Born of Adam. Born of the corruptible seed. Everybody, everybody you can see with your natural eye, they have been born of the corruptible seed. Now, what we cannot see with our natural eye are those who have been born of the incorruptible seed. Those who are born again, born of Christ. Everything is based upon birth. Born in the flesh, you bear the garments of the flesh. Born, I'll say it this way, born in the flesh, born dead, you bear the garments among the dead. Born of the Spirit, new birth, born again. Listen, brothers and sisters, you bear the garment of the living, clothed upon with Christ. Technon, techno, techna, Strong's number uh, 5043 gives prominence to the fact of birth. Reality comes at that moment, brothers and sisters. Whereas Huyos stresses the dignity and character of the relationship. And that's what we're, gonna, what we're about to look at next. Stresses the dignity and character of the relationship. This is, brothers and sisters, basically one who is knowing this relationship. How great this relationship is. Not I, but Christ. In Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, this is the parable of the lost son. I don't say prodigal son, I say lost son because of all the previous parables Jesus was talking to. He was talking about the lost coin, the lost sheep, and he continues with the lost son. He doesn't change now, oh, now the prodigal son, no, no, the lost son, okay? So Luke chapter 15, uh, verse 11 through 32. Then Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. And he, we're going to look at this word, the words we've been looking at, tekna uh, and huios. And I'll just, I'll just uh, give the Greek words as we come across them. A certain man had two huios. 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 <laughs> Something like that. Strong's number 5207. Sons. All right. 
verse 12. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them, the father divided to him his livelihood. Basically saying, give, give me my inheritance. And the father does so. Verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son, Huios' son, gathered all together gathered all together, journeying to a far country. Now, these two are sons born in a house. They are sons by birth, born in a house, okay? Journeying to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Verse 14, but when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. There is need apart from the Father. All right, listen to what I'm going to say here. There is need apart from Christ, because Jesus says this, Have I not been so long of a time with you, Philip, and you do not know me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Going on, verse 15. Be, right before that, he began to be in want. Verse 15. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine, the unclean. So he's among the unclean, a faraway country. All right? Verse 16. Uh, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Verse 17, but when he came to himself, and you can look at that term, came, is Strong's number 2064. It's basically uh, erkomai. Uh, I've, I've looked at this term erkomai a lot. To me, it's turn, it's repentance. When the heart turns to the Lord, okay? Basically, uh, it says, but when he came to himself, when his heart turned, he said, how many, see, the heart directed above unto Christ begins to consider, begins to think, begins to meditate, begins to rejoice in the, what are they, the, the, the Psalms of Ascent. Let us go up to Zion. I read this somewhere in a commentary, and forgive me, I can't remember what commentary or dictionary it was, but <laughs> I did share it during the class when I when I shared it <laughs> at that time, whatever time it was. Uh, but I did read that basically the pilgrims, when they would be making their pilgrimage to Zion, to the heart of the to, to the heart, the capital of the land, they would sing these songs as they were making their journey, encouraging themselves. Listen, building expectation among themselves as they considered, as they considered, as they meditated upon, as they thought upon. 
Verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough, have more than enough bread and to spare abundance, overabundance. Abundantly, remember? Life, abundantly, abundant life. And I perish with hunger. Verse 18, I, lo I love this, the way the Holy Spirit put on, on the evangelist's heart to write the specific words. Verse 18, I will arise. The heart being directed away from unto the unclean where there is lack, below there's lack. I believe to, to be able to even confess anything like this requires a work of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. Remember, this is one who was born in the house. One who was born of his father. Whose heart had strayed and wandered for whatever reason. Who knows what step it was that led down the path. It doesn't matter. The Spirit of the Lord continually working, preparing the ground of the heart to draw the full attention of the heart and place it back again upon Christ. I will arise, and the word is arise, and go to my Father. See, it wasn't, listen to this, he wasn't saying, I'm going to go where there's abundance of bread. No, 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 no. I'm going to go where there is no lack. No, 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 no. I'm going to go where I don't have to deal with the unclean anymore. No, 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 no. That's the religious mind. Always want to try to get rid of what they don't like. No. Remember how I stated, this requires a work of the Holy Spirit. I will arise and go to my Father, to the one with whom I have relationship, the one who hath begotten me, the one who has established this relationship. And see, that's the thing, brothers and sisters. I mean, our hearts can turn any which way. It doesn't matter. They can turn any which way. It does not change our relationship with God because our relationship with God is Christ, His Son. That is eternally established and fixed in a person, Jesus Christ who does not change. He is our relationship with God. Regardless of what we may think, oh, well, I did this bad, oh man, God's upset with me. Or I thought this, or I took this wrong turn. No, that doesn't change. Listen, it doesn't change relationship. Remember? Tekna. Well, I'll just... Get that definition out again. From vines, tekna, it gives prominence to the fact of birth. 
everything is based upon birth, based upon the seed. The seed determines the relationship. Being born of the corruptible seed, Adam, you had no relationship with God. There was no relationship with God. It didn't matter what you did, what you thought, how bad you wanted it, or how bad you didn't want it. You just had no relationship with God. God has no relationship with the dead. He doesn't fellowship with the dead. His fellowship is with the living. Now. But God. I love that. But God, who is rich in mercy, draws us by the work of the Holy Spirit. Now we are born again of incorruptible seed. Now we are in relationship with God because our relationship is Christ himself. Just like the covenant, bring it back in, brothers and sisters, the eternal covenant the Lord made with Abram, Abraham, an everlasting covenant that he himself established, the sign, the token of it, which would be the circumcision, he can't go back. And see, during that time with Abram, Abram to Abraham, it was the Lord revealing himself, making himself known as El Shaddai, the all-powerful, almighty, all-sufficient, self-sufficient, superabundant God. Now, if you think you can change what the Almighty hath done, then you, my brothers and sisters, are greatly deceived. (laughs) Who do we think we are? If God does it, it is done. Technon, not changing. So it goes on. I picked up my pen and I lost my place. Um, Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And that word before, Strong's number 1799. Sorry, I highlighted it <laughs> with a pink highlighter and my red pen. It almost blends in. Let me write it down. 1799. You can check that out before your face. I've sinned against heaven and before your face. Everything that the heavens and the Father stands for, represents. I have sinned against it all. Verse 19, And I am no longer worthy to be called your huyos, son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Verse 20, And he arose and came, Herkomai, to his father. That's it. He didn't come where it was better. He didn't come where the grass was greener on the other side of the fence. He didn't come where he would know where he knew that there was abundance. He didn't come to where he knew that there would be no lack. No. He came to his father relationship. 
He came back. Listen, it's almost as though he came back to the foundation. Not based upon what he had done, but the ability of another. See, no child, brothers and sisters, is born of <laughs> is born of their own accord, ability, or will, or mind. No, no. A child is born of another. The child, the fruit, is basically just automatic. Oh, whoa, I didn't do anything. If we didn't do anything in the flesh, brothers and sisters, to be born again in the flesh, to be born into death, And what makes us think that we could have done anything to be born again, born of life? No, it is a work of God. El Shaddai. Okay, verse 22. I am no longer worthy to be called your huyos, son. Verse 22. But the Father. I love that. This is Jesus himself speaking, but the Father. All this, all this, all this, all this, all this missing the mark, all this transgression, all this. Uh, he's still, he's still a son. He's still a tech, techna child. Techno, techna, technon. Yeah, techna, technon. But the father. What ultimately matters, brothers and sisters, is what God knows. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Verse 23, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Verse 24, for this my son, Huyos, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Verse 29, uh, 25, excuse me. Now his older Huyos, son, was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music. Now that word came is uh, Erkomai also, Strong's number 2064. And drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, so he was so he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. Verse 27. And he said to him, your brother has come, Erkomai, 22, oh, excuse me, not Erkomai, this is a different word, Strong's 2240. Uh, your brother has come, and because your father has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. Verse 28, but he, the older brother, was angry and would not go in. That's Strong's number 1525, basically made of two different uh, Greek terms. One is erkomai, and the other one is Strong's number 1519, ace, ice, indicating the point reached or entered. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to him, to his father, lo, these many years I have been serving you. Okay, let's listen to his his understanding of relationship. Lo, for many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment. 
For all this time I've been serving you, never transgressed your commandment at any time. And you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry, listen to this, with my friends. Where is his concept of relationship in this? It's obviously not with the father. See, with with the son who was lost, the younger son, when he finally, Ergomai, his heart turned, when he finally came to himself, all he could think of was ultimately the father. Yes, the things, yo, wow, yeah, there's abundance. There's this, there's that, there's no lack where my father is. This other son, his concept was, well, serving and obeying and not doing wrong, trying to please so he could make merry with his friends. The father's nowhere included in this. Relationship is nowhere, true relationship is nowhere included in this. I mean, think about it. This younger son did everything contrary what this older son did. Listen to the words of the older son again. Many years, you know, these many years, I've been serving you. The younger son, he quit. <laughs> He's not even serving you. I never transgressed your commandment. He went off prodigal living, wasted your money with, well, he's going to go on to, you know, mention it here in a second. Totally wasted everything you would lavish upon him. He deserved nothing. And that's exactly what the younger son knew. I deserve nothing. What I have I have by birth. If I have anything, and the one string, the one thing that he's holding on to is this relationship. Because he says, he comes back, brothers and sisters, we read it, make me as one of your hired servants. Because the one thing I do know I have is a relationship. The older son, I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. Verse 30, here we go. But as soon as this son, Huyos, of yours came, he has devoured your livelihood with harlots and killed, you killed the fatted calf for him. Verse 31, listen to this. Verse 31, okay? And the father said to the son, and the father said to him, the older son, he said, Teknon, child. He is bringing everything back to the foundation of a relationship not based upon performance or lack thereof 
not based upon serving or not serving, not based upon guarding or or squandering. No, based upon birth, upon the seed. The Father brings it all back to this. And basically, begin from here. And he said to him, Deknon, child, listen to what he says. You are always with me. It doesn't matter what your mind, what your heart is submitted unto, what your heart believes, what you believe, your concept of our relationship, whether it be a works mentality, works concept or not, a serving mentality, an obeying the rules, towing the line mentality or not. That doesn't matter. Remember, as I stated, what matters is what God knows. God knows the truth, brothers and sisters. We know concepts. And by the work of the Holy Spirit, if God is ever so merciful to direct our heart unto Christ, it will be God's knowing that our heart is submitted unto. Listen to what he says. You are always with me. Remember how he spoke to Jacob? Jacob, who was in the land and about to leave to go to Haran. Remember what the Lord says? I am with you wherever you go. He doesn't leave him there. He says, and I will bring you back again. See, this is the work of the Holy Spirit, continually directing the full attention of our heart unto Christ above, that our heart may come in knowledge, in wisdom, in understanding by the work of the Holy Spirit from the knowledge of man below, which is complete ignorance, unto the knowledge of God above, who is Christ himself, light. You are always with me, and all that I have is yours. Brothers and sisters, all that we have, God hath given unto us in the person of Christ, his Son. He gave unto us all at the moment of new birth. We are lacking nothing. We have all that our souls were created of God for. Technon, technia. But it is huios when we appreciate the one who is present, the one who has been given. When we begin to, you are always with me and all I have is yours. Verse 32, it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. I want to go ahead and read uh, just real quick 
this the definition for this word lost in Strong's number 622. This is Vine's uh, dictionary again. It basically means this. The idea is not extinction, but ruin. Loss, not of being, but of well-being. When our hearts, brothers and sisters, are directed unto something less than Christ, it is us who are losing out. Listen. On what? On, I don't even know how to say it. On rejoicing in relationship. On re, in rejoicing in the one who is present. Remember, the sun came back. There was a feast, brothers and sisters. There was much rejoicing. Just real quick, I'll end with this. Zondervan's Illustrated Bible Backgrounds Commentary for Luke chapter 15, verse 23. Uh, actually, I'll look at a couple of verses. Here's verse, well, I'll, verse for verse 21, I have sinned against heaven, where, where the prodigal son says that. It says, heaven is a Jewish expression for God, a way to avoid using the divine name. I have sinned against God, and remember, I have sinned before your face. Right? Where it says uh, the best robe, a ring, sandals, the items represented full reinstatement into the family. The best robe was probably the father's own. Since the patriarch had the finest robe in the house, for the robe as a symbol of honor and royal authority, brothers and sisters, when he was lost, when he was far from, when he was in another country among the unclean, he was probably trying to clothe himself with such an attire. But brothers and sisters, we who are born again, we are clothed once again upon with Christ. When the heart, by the work of the Holy Spirit, turns unto the Lord, we behold that garment who is Christ himself. Right? In him. There may also be, uh, goes on, uh, the ring may be a signet ring indicating uh, membership and authority in the family. Once again, not I, but Christ, because who has the true authority in the household of God? The firstborn son, Christ himself, the only son. All right. And then the sandals, I, I, I like, I had never heard anything like this. Listen to this. Sandals distinguished sons from servants. There's the understanding, the knowledge of us, of a child, which is like a servant. We saw it just a second ago. How long did I serve you? I've been serving you. I've been obeying your commandments. I've been towing the line. Sandals distinguished Sons from servants. And then there is the understanding of the son that governs the heart, where the heart then confesses, it is not I, but Christ. No, no, there is none worthy but one. One is worthy. You see how it all comes into play? Exalting the son in his house. See, the Father has exalted Christ the Son, but in our hearts, brothers and sisters, acknowledging that exaltation, and then us too, yes, exalting the Son, letting the Son have His rightful place in our hearts. Our hearts, 
the throne. Okay. Um, Oh, I love this too. Just verse, for verse 28, the older brother became angry. It says, according to Middle Eastern custom, the oldest son should have been the key reconciler between the father and his rebellious sibling. Brothers and sisters, this Jesus has done. The only begotten of the father hath reconciled. through his death, burial, and resurrection unto the Father. No, we did not have this relationship before once again. We were born dead, having no life whatsoever. But God, El Shaddai, by the work of his Holy Spirit, caused our dead souls to somehow respond to the voice of the living one. To the voice of the Son of God. At that moment, we received life and were born again. So, <clears throat> relationship. The Lord bless you. We'll see you in our next lesson. Amen.